Good evening. It is Victoria with Dream Dogs, and I am live on our Facebook webinar, which we do every Tuesday night at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is the time zone that I'm in here in Florida. So you're going to hear some beeping tonight, um, beep and then a weird gear sound, because um, we have the manners. Finder. I'm sorry, the, the treat and try set up with Django's dinner, and uh, I'm working him in multitasking. So if you don't have five minutes to work your dog a day, why do you have a dog? Um, in those five minutes, you know, it could be bathroom time, right? It could be making dinner, waiting for your coffee time. You know, it could be commercial time whenever you pause it because we don't have commercials anymore because, you know, yay, TV's improved from the 80s. Uh, but anyway, has a little remote. If anything that has a remote has got to be good in my book. So it has a little remote with a dispense and a downstay. And then uh, here's the the item itself do, 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 right there with him. So you see him and you see that. I put the food in the top. I push the button. So we have some different clicky beepy things. That means go to the food dispenser and get your reward. Uh, a click, a normal click means come to me and, uh, and get your reward. And it also releases him from whatever position, whatever behavior he was in, both of them do. Uh, and then we're working on his e-collar. His Martin system e-collar has a, another sort of beat and that's his stay in behavior. Or if I just repeat the command. So if he's sitting and I say sit, that is a stay in behavior as well. Down. So we're working on capturing the different positions. So he was just down. I named it. And then I basically clicked. I bought it. I beeped. I beeped for him. Sit. And it just dispenses out a few kibbles at a time. But it's nice because I could do it over here. And he could do it over there. And I don't get my fingers all gross and covered with particles from the dog food, which is bigger bonus. Down. And he loves it and he gets to do it. It's called a treat and train. Yeah, it used to be called the Manners Minder Terry. So we had had a couple of them a few years ago and ended up donating to one of the rescue groups uh, that we were working with in Gainesville because they could use it with a whole bunch of dogs. And at the time, um, my German Shepherd Jedi was terrified of it. Yay. Uh, so we, down. So we ended up donating it and then, um, Got it on Amazon. I ordered it while I was in Missouri. So it was here whenever I got back. A little over $100 on there. Uh, and there's a lot of uses for it. So say you have a dog who doesn't want to be in his crate. Slight separation anxiety. Nothing severe. He's not trying to bust out yet. You can put it on downstay mode and take the lip off of the treat and train so the kibble spill out onto the floor. And then you can put it on top of his crate in downstay mode. So just every so often, and you set it how long, um, it's going to shoot kibbles down to your dog. So your dog is like, oh, they left me. oh wait, there's food. Oh, there, oh, there's food. Oh, there's food. Oh, there's food. And they don't care that you left them. So, um, so yeah, we, we did that with Django because he did not like, and I didn't want to give too many corrections from him until I went to Nipopo and found out the Nipopo way. Um, then he's gotten corrections since he's been home and he's a much better dog for it. But uh, down. And I could even give a bigger reward here. And you can turn the beep off. You can make it louder. You can make it quieter. I think 
I don't know which setting this one's on for. Sorry. Um, but I just trimmed my bangs today and they're annoying me. So I'm sorry. I keep playing with them. Down. Good. And he stands up. Stand. So we're working on the positions, which is stand and sit and down. So one of the things we've been working on this week, um, we did we take them anywhere? I don't think we took them anywhere. Uh, Karen came and uh, she came on Thursday evening and then she left yesterday around noon. So she's been with us and we brought um, candy to Lowe's and we brought Gypsy to Universal and we brought Gypsy to uh, to the Mexican restaurant here in town that we went to. Uh, so, you know, that's, he didn't get a chance to go out though. Ah, down. Manny just said, Maddie said, it's the thing is cool. I added it to my wish list on Amazon, right? That's, that's awesome. Um, I guess there's other ones. Um, I don't know about any of the other ones except for this one. So I wanted to talk to you guys tonight. Um, what he's been working on is, his positions, like I said, the sit, the stand, the down. Um, we're playing around with some nose work. We had to wait for Rich to make up the nose work pipes and all. So now that we have those, um, we're going to do some nose work. But for that, I want to videotape it. We had to shoot some other video. I have another set I want to shoot on the e-collar, the community. So, you know, I've got I've got things planned. Um, now we just need time in the day to do them all. Um, and they've got to be good hair days. Or I don't shoot video. <laughs> Um, because we have priorities, you know, so we, um, so we, we do have, if you guys have anything in particular, you want to see any questions, uh, let me know. And I will try to do videos on those as well, especially when it comes to nose work consent discrimination and, uh, the new chameleon three from Martin systems. So if you have any questions like down, let me know. Um, but those are kind of what's coming up next for us. Um, this coming week, we've got some stuff going. Uh, we want to get Gypsy hopefully down to Tampa to get her OFAs done. They're going to technically be prelims because she isn't two years old yet. But we're expecting her to come into heat September and she turns two in August. So we don't want to wait until uh, then. You're not supposed to do the, um, the joint x-rays like that a month before or a month after she comes into heat or finishes up her heat. Uh, because it can affect the joints because, you know, yay for heat cycles. So we want to do it now, um, you know, in case, well, for when we do breeder, um, showing everything, you know, proving everything comes back good. Plus it takes, well, I think three weeks, if I remember correctly, to get those results back from OFA um, with the answer on what her hips are. So kind of, that's kind of our our timeline. Um, we need to do hip elbow for OFAs and we need to do eyes and heart. Um, we can do eyes and heart this weekend. Here's the problem is it's only on Saturday and Saturday we have a prior commitment up here at Moon Raven Apothecary. They're having a, a pet expo and, uh, and we are going. So that means one of us was going to go and one of us was going to go do gypsy and we didn't really want to do that. Um, and split up. So it turns out they're doing the eyes and the heart in Ocala here in July. And it's like $10 more. So we're just going to do it then. Um, so we need to register for that. And then we're going to do the the hips and the, uh, the elbow x-rays down in Tampa. So we can do that, I guess, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So that's what we're looking at. Okay. 
Um, for Gypsy, Candy is doing really good. Um, I need to work with her more. So I want her to work for her dinner. Uh, and if it can get done in 10 minutes, it's not bad. You know, to do Gypsy and Django and Candy, and then the the service dogs and the dogs that we have in, you know, get them all working for their food. It's not too long and it's good because then they're happy. Um, some of them don't work for their food per se. Instead, they work for the um, for a paycheck, which means work, 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 now eat. And that's nice because I don't want to have to give them one kibble every time I have them do something. Just like you don't get paid piecemeal for the work that you do, uh, the dogs don't have to get paid piece by piece. And that's nice because as service dogs grow, I don't carry food with me everywhere. Um, I might carry it to get a nice picture. Um, but I don't want to have to have a pocket full of food to get my dog to listen to me or if new things happen. So when we had Gypsy, I totally forgot my food pouch, which means I'm, well, I have business cards in her pocket, but I, um, and I have poo bags on her, but I usually keep poo bags and business cards and a clicker and, you know, some feminine stuff, um, all in there and her vest, I keep floss and a nail file as well. So, you know, I have stuff tucked everywhere, but I did have cards, um, which is good because I think we gave somebody a card when we were at Universal, they were asking, um, stuff. So we just got to be prepared and get everything all organized. Um, but Candy went to Lowe's with me whenever, uh, and Karen, whenever we were picking up stuff for Rich to make our scent discrimination um, goods. And, uh, and it's good because I had a, a light episode and, uh, and she just stayed right by me. She laid down between my legs while I was on the floor which was fantastic. It's what I would love. So, you know, that, that really made me happy. Um, she was a little looky-loo with people, but considering that's only really her second outing with us, that's not bad. Um, so she, you know, she'd kind of look at people as they walk by. And again, out of all the reactions the dog can have, that's really not a bad reaction. She didn't jump up on them to say hi. She didn't growl and bark and lunge. She didn't go hackles up. She didn't go and hide. So, I wouldn't expect a service dog to do any of that, which is good that she didn't do any of that. But still, you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, if you have any questions, don't forget to type them in the comments so I can answer them because I'm not a mind reader. Um, next order of business is Hope Service Dogs. It's an official 501c3. Ah! You know, this has been well over a year in the making. So that's really awesome. And our next step is I have two things I have to mail to the state of Florida and we didn't get them mailed today. So that's my goal for tomorrow is to go to the post office and get these things mailed. Stan. And, um, and then when we get back from that, and one of them is the ability to solicit donations in the state of Florida. So, you know, like I said, once we get those, everything should be good. And then we get to decide exactly what hope is going to do. So again, if you guys have any and set any suggestions for it, let me know. Um, because we have a lot of ideas on what we can do. Uh, right now, um, hope is going to be for um, information and for advocacy for service dogs. Um, we want to get to where we're training service dogs. We want to get to where, you know, potentially get to where we're breeding, training you know, placing service dogs. But I do feel because we do so much work with owner trainers, for some people, it's it's just too much to have a puppy from the get go. And I understand that or to do the training. And again, I understand that. But I also feel like there's a big bond that forms between, you know, owner and puppy down. Uh, and I like that we're able to utilize that bond with the Dream Dogs programs. 
So hope doesn't have to be the same programs as Dream Docs. Um, but you know, like I said, if you if you guys think of anything, let me know because we're tossing around ideas. We've been tossing around ideas. But uh, it's going to be a, um, you know, see how things go and tweak things up as we need to. Okay. Uh, I did get a weird contact, I guess. Um, a person had contacted me, and she might be listening to this right now, um, from quite a few hours away, telling got the okay from the doctor that her dog is now her service dog, her husband's service dog. And I said, hold on a minute. What? Um, yeah, the dog's four or five years old and they are working on training them and making them better. Um, but the dog was signed off by the, the doctor to be a service dog. I said, doctors can't sign off dogs to be service dogs. You know, they can give you a letter saying that in their opinion, you would benefit from having a service dog, but they can't sign off on your dog being your service dog, especially, you know, I asked a few times what task the dog was trained for and she couldn't answer me. So we didn't have tasks. You know, it didn't sound like we had advanced training. It sounded like we had basic training, which is fine, but it doesn't make the dog a service dog. So we, uh, you know, as we're going back and forth with this, you know, so she's adamant that, no, the dog is a service dog. Her doctor said so, and that's all the proof that she needs. And I said, did your doctor say service dog or emotional support dog? She came back and said, oops, yeah, it's an emotional support dog. I said, with an emotional support dog, you can live in non-pet friendly housing and currently on some airlines, because it was a pit bull, uh, and some airlines you can fly with your dog, but on some airlines you cannot fly with your dog being a pit bull or pit bull mix. And then uh, the response back was, well, I think basically, this is me summarizing, right? Um, I think that's ignorant. Um, my, my pit bull is, is fantastic and fantastically behaved and I should be able to take them and I'll find a trainer. I'm like, well, you contacted me because you were looking for a trainer. So I said, look, this isn't my ruling that pit bulls can't fly. Um, my ruling would be emotional support dogs can't fly at all, period. End of story. Because you're putting a dog with zero training up in a metal tube in the sky with a bunch of people who are cranky, angry, and smelly. And bad things happen. And obnoxious children and obnoxious people. And bad things can happen. So... She says, well, I, I, I knew it wasn't you who, who, who made the ruling. And so I, I told her to, to look for the podcast, um, How to Train Your Service Dog, which after we do the webinar, I upload it to the podcast and the Facebook group, um, How to Train Your Service Dog, um, you know, podcast discussion group. So I'm hoping that she goes and she understands the difference. But I wanted to talk with that about you guys today for a little bit. Just the difference between a pet, a therapy, emotional support, and a service dog. Okay, and I've talked about it before, but it always is bear, bears repeating. And this is one thing I learned from Bart, um, Bart and Michael Bellin, is you have to repeat to really, you know, drive it home. <laughs> so a uh, pet dog is what you got. You got a pet dog. I mean, my dogs who are service dogs are still my pet dogs at home, right? So any dog's a pet dog. A therapy dog is a dog who loves people likes dogs, has to be good around dogs, doesn't have to be like love dogs, but can't like snark at them and, and be a jerk, um, but has to love people a lot and love to get attention, love to get pets. I've had people come out to me and they want to have their dog be a therapy dog and their dog hates people. Their dog hates to be touched. And I tell them, your dog is not a uh, a therapy dog candidate because your dog does not like what a therapy dog does. 
you know, and, and sometimes they understand that because they're just looking for something fun to do with their dog. And sometimes they're adamant that I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong that your dog hates people and your dog's trying to bite people and you want them to be a therapy dog. And we saw that a lot more in Gainesville than we do out here. But a therapy dog can go to places where they're invited. So you might be able to bring them to the nursing home or to a doctor or to um, a hospital, something like that. If they're invited, if you get special permission to be there with your dog, but your dog is not welcome in grocery stores, um, department stores, Walmart, Target, the mall, you know, the movie theater, you know, any place that you go, your dog is not welcome. Only dog-friendly places and places that your dog is specially invited to. Okay, that's a therapy dog. Emotional support dog, you need to have a letter from doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist. No remember which one it is, saying that you would benefit from having an emotional support dog. Okay, the dog does not need any special training. But the only two benefits you get is your dog can live with you in non-pet friendly housing and your dog can fly with you under certain circumstances because the number two that can fly with you is changing. And the number one isn't always what it's cracked up to be. For example, there's um, a Facebook, I'm on a bunch of different Facebook groups and there's one here um, for Leesburg, which is one of the small towns near us. And a woman is in a trailer and her and her husband each have service dogs and her husband's in the hospital right now because of something bad that happened health wise. And they want to kick her out because it's not a pet friendly place and they're not accepting her service dogs. Now on the surface, that's wrong to a degree. If the can show, if the landlord can show that it would be a hardship that he can't pay the uh, for example, he owns so many, I think it's up to four units, um, and his insurance would drastically change by allowing this service dog on, and um, they don't have to allow them on, right? Um, or if the dog is a nuisance, they can remove the dog from the property too. So if you tell me it's a service dog, but the dog's barking, lunging and barking at people, you know, barking all hours of the night, you know, they don't clean up the poo and, or the poo, I was going to say poo and pee, but you don't really clean up pee. Um, they don't clean up the poo. You know, the dogs, um, he's outside off leash all the time. Like something like that, they can remove you because your dog still has to be good. So as I'm reading through some of these comments, of course, everyone says contact a lawyer, um, which depending, then it changes that these aren't service dogs, that they're emotional support dogs. And that's whenever my light bulb goes off. I wrote, it depends on the dog's behavior, just like I just told you guys. I said, it depends on the dog's behavior. I said, if the dog is um, is barking, if the dog is, you know, off leash, if the dog is a nuisance, if the dog barks and lunges at other people, because remember, it's not pet friendly, so there's not other dogs, or, you know, if birds and squirrels are cats, you know, because stray cats are all over in Florida. Um, if they don't pick up after them, you know, yes, they, they can remove them. They can kick them out because that's not acceptable. Or if say they're not paying their rent, they can kick them out. Even if they have service dogs, does this make sense? So if they're not paying their rent and they have service dogs, you can say, okay, I'm evicting you because you're not paying rent. And the person's saying, oh, you know, no, no, you're evicting me because I have a service dog. I know it. You know, no, that's not true. Okay. So like I said, it turns out it's, it's that. So I, I make the comment and people are like, yeah, that's true. You know, you need to. And, uh, 
and they come back and they're like, oh no, my dogs are perfect angels and they're never alone and they're never without us outside and they, they're beautiful. And I'm like, mm, okay. Again, I, I talk with a lot of people about their dogs and usually people are up in la la land over how wonderful their dog is. And then they come out here and the dog's trying to rip my throat out. You know, I'm not saying that this is the case, but it's things that we have to consider before we jump on the Sue, 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 Sue train. Sue, 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 Sue. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, a lot of it was contact a lawyer, you know, fight this, don't move out, don't do anything. Um, you know, service dogs have rights. And I said, but it's not a service dog, it's an emotional support dog. And for emotional support dogs, this is their rights. They can live in non-pet friendly housing, right? And that's what it is. Uh, and it has to be because of that, though. It can't be because they're not paying their bills. It can't be because they're rude neighbors. It can't be because their lease is up and he wants to get just not renew it. It has to be that reason if they're going to be doing it wrong. Okay, does that make sense? Here we got a question. Uh, Mary asks, I honestly want to understand if someone actually needs an emotional support animal, then they would benefit from having a trained service dog. So why do emotional support animals even exist? <laughs> I have no idea. That's one of the big questions, right? Because I have no idea why emotional support animals exist. Uh, like I said, their only two benefits are they can live with you and um, they can fly with you. But like I said, that flying one is already being changed. So I don't understand why they exist. Now, I do know some people who will get a service puppy, okay, my service puppy, um, as an emotional support animal until the dog is a fully trained service dog. But I also have people who they have an emotional support dog and they want to train it up to be a service dog, which is great. And I love it because you're, you're absolutely right, Mary. Uh, if, they have, if they need an ESA, they would totally benefit from having an SD. ESA is emotional support animal and SD is service dog. Um, but it's, huh. And then we had rented out our condo in Gainesville and it stunk to high heaven whenever the, the tenants moved out of it. And they had, I mean, it was one of our trainers at the time. So they had dogs, they had cats, they had ferrets, they had, I don't know, like it was a zoo basically in there. And we hadn't been in it the whole time. They were in it for almost two years um, but they hadn't, it stunk. Let's just say that. I, I had a couple of realtors go in whenever we found out they were moving out um, to give us an estimate on what they think we could list it for. And they were telling us how disgusting it was, how it stunk to high heaven, how we're going to have to gut it and redo it because it was just so bad. And luckily we didn't have carpet. We had pergo down. So, you know, we, we cleaned those and we painted everything. We had a, a guy go in there and just paint everything, painted the cabinets, painted the ceiling, painted the walls, painted everything, Not, except for the countertops, um, the tile and the wet areas and the laminate, you know, flooring, the pergo flooring. But, you know, I would, I'm a dog trainer. I do this professionally. I would never, ever rent to anybody with pets again. I mean, even fish, the fish... Uh, the aquarium could get a, a, a leak in it, you know, you get tenants in it who don't care, you know, that that's hard. It really is hard. It's difficult. Um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, I, I wish I could help more. Um, like I said, I don't know why they did it. I wish they would get rid of it because you don't need to be up in a metal tube in the sky with an untrained dog who 
you know, is sitting right beside you. You don't need that. And we see way too many yappy dogs at airports that whenever we come in with our service dogs, when clients go in with their service dogs and not another one. And then they're like, holy cow, wait a minute. This dog's being haved. This dog's listening. This dog is really good. Um, You know, they're like, this is what it's supposed to be. We know your dog's a real service dog. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, Madison just asked, could it be the cost and time you have to put into a service dog? Most likely it's something to do with that. You got to figure the people who wrote the rules because it's under the HUD and under FHA. It's not under the ADA. So rulemakers probably thought they were being nice to people who needed. But, you know, like there's enough dog friendly places or cat friendly places or, you know, if not and nobody moves into them, they'll become dog friendly. You know, you just have to pay the deposit. Well, I don't want to pay the deposit. You know, well, then you can't have a dog, Um, you know, but everything, everything that's good, you have to work for, right? And, uh, and it is, it is a lot of time and it's a lot of money. Even if you do it all on your own, it's a lot of time and money. Michelle says, once I decided I wanted a Rottweiler, before I even got Oliver, I made sure to ask the regional manager if there was going to be a problem. And she said it was okay. Yeah. And, And I'm going to go one further, Michelle. Um, for anyone listening who wants to go and ask and make sure it's okay, make sure you get that in writing too. Uh, so then you can go back and say, no, so-and-so said it was okay. We'll prove it. <laughs> I've got the email right here. Uh, you know, but, but yeah, people can be weird about that. So emotional support is what this woman um, who had called me up, what her, her doctor had okayed. But I also, while I'm out, shopping or whatever, there'll be a dog and as I'm talking to the person or, you know, I overhear what she's saying to somebody else because it's always a she. Sorry, guys. Usually it's a she. Um, oh, he's a comfort dog. Comfort dog does not count. That is not a task. That does not make a service dog. Well, I asked and they said it was okay. Well, did you ask the janitor? Because he doesn't know if it's okay or not, especially when you're talking about restaurants and places with food. If the health department would find out about that or a grocery store, uh, they can get shut down because they're not supposed to have animals in there, except for the service dogs that don't count. So what's the difference, guys? What's the difference between an ESA, a therapy dog, and a service dog? A service dog, which is what we train, um, a service dog is task trained to mitigate the owner's disability. So I get people all the time, well, how do I get a service dog? <laughs> and I'm like, do you have a disability? No. I'm like, well, it's the only part of having a disability. That and the uh, the placard that I can park up front. But uh, that's about it. So we, you have to have a disability to have a service dog. Now, if you're like, I have a disability, I would think I like a service dog, but I'm not sure. We had a woman come out today. She brought her family. It was fantastic. And we got to talk about service dogs. And they got to meet uh, Gypsy and Rue and play with them and interact with them as we got to talk and make sure that this is really what she wanted. Because it is. It's a lot of work. And now, of course, you can go through programs and get one done up. But it's, from what I heard last, it's a five to seven year wait list. So, I mean, you can go on a wait list and still train up your own and use the program dog as your replacement dog in the future. Um, but, uh, but you have, you have to understand that these dogs get to go to places where most dogs aren't welcome because of their high level of training. You know, I can take my dog into the grocery store because he's fully trained up or because he's in training to do this, um, and to help me out with things. 
you know, the dog that you just adopted from the shelter and brought home claiming as an emotional support dog has had no training whatsoever, uh, has had no temperament tests, has not had no evaluations, and you wanted to bring him in there as an emotional support dog. I mean, I think even, you know, the dogs have to be out in the community to go potty, and I think I, I think they should just get rid of emotional support animals. You know, just go for a service dog if you're interested. Not that people who need emotional support animals can't have a dog. They just, they need a service dog. That is what they want. That is what they need. They just don't understand that yet. And because I've been involved in dogs for a number of years, apparently with um, AKC shows and dog trainer events and everything else, a lot of people will fly with their ESAs or their service dogs so they can fly and they don't have to drive. Now you're saying, hold on. I just listened to your last couple podcasts and you flew with Django whenever he was like 13 weeks old. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Ha ha, he's a, still a service dog in training and we got special permission from the airline to fly with him at that age um, because of who I am and what I do and the fact that I've sh- I showed that I was flying with him. So I do have Gypsy, who's my service dog, and then Django and Candy are in training as my service dogs. So I will be able to rotate through who I, uh, who I do work, who I do use, and who I do bring out in public, okay? But it doesn't mean that I got candy immediately. You know, I had her for a week whenever I left for Nipopo. And if we would have got her a month beforehand, I might have taken her to Nipopo instead of Django, you know, because she would have been an adult and it would have been a little bit easier than a puppy, you know, with pottying and everything else. So I kind of wanted to bring an adult dog, Um, But we'd only had her for a week. And in good conscience, I couldn't say she's a service dog in training who deserves to fly with me, even though she'd already flown across the the Atlantic Ocean, you know. Um, I couldn't in good conscience put her in that position. So we brought Django instead. Uh, So that's my ESA service dog therapy dog pet dog rant. And not, like I said, not that there's anything wrong, but understand if you have an ESA, you cannot take him out to the stores or anything else, which also means if you travel with your dog, rental car companies do not have to take your emotional support animal in their car without you paying the pet fee. Hotels, you have to say dog-friendly hotels and pay the pet pet fee. You want to go out to eat in a nice restaurant and bring your dog with you? You can't. You take your dog to a hotel, your dog has to be with you at all times. You cannot put your dog in a crate or leave your dog in the room while you go down to the pool. So you can't leave your dog in the room and go out to a nice steak and lobster dinner and come home, you have to do delivery or pickup, you know, because you have your dog with you, your emotional support dog. So there's things like that that you have to watch. Now, what if you are traveling to visit somebody who also lives in an apartment complex that's not dog friendly? This is where it starts to get cray. So if it's your service animal, it's a different story than if it's your emotional support animal. Because emotional support animals, housing wise, and it's not your house. And it's just... Super fun, muddy water. It's just train up your dog as a service dog and you'll be fine. So Melissa asks, I have a 12-week-old puppy, a service dog in training, and just royally screwed up my right leg. How would you teach a puppy to avoid a set of crutches or navigate around them safely? Any good girls? Yes, Melissa. I've got good girls for you. (coughs) So one of the things you can do is teach the heel position. Heel position is my left side facing forward. Front is sit facing me. And then you can come up with um, another one, like right is right side. So you can sit there and do those with your dog. You got the food, you can lure him. If he knows place, you can put it there and wait him out and click him. So I like to capture behavior with puppies as much as I can. 
um, and not lure them. Everything you lure, you have to fade away as well. So if your dog's used to just following your hand, he's gonna follow your hand. If you teach him go to a place and stay there or go to this target down, then if that's the case, then you can um, can put the, the, the thing there and work it. Uh, and do it sitting. If you screwed up your leg, just do it sitting for a while and do the training bits of it. Get the crutches, keep them close to your legs because if they're close to your legs, um, they're just basically an extension of you. It's like you're wearing bell-bottom pants that are weird. <laughs> um, get them good there and then get them farther apart. So don't worry. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to use a leash with them, of course. Sit. But don't be in a hurry to get them outside with them right away. Um, you know, work them inside a bit first, just back and forth, back and forth. Watch before you put the crutches down. So you're going to be going slow. Work them with a hands-free leash if you have that. Um, work them with a leash leash. Do not wrap the leash around your hand 20 times and hold on to the crutch with it. Um, you know, this is where a waist leash or a hands-free or a European leash would come in handy for you because then you can hang it there. And so your puppy has some uh, some wiggle room. Or if you have a short leash, say maybe a three or a four foot leash, you can have it in your hand, which is on the crutch. And, and your dog has that and they learn real quickly. I would also recommend doing um, a go away. So Rue has a very nice go away. So if he gets close and I don't want him, I just tell him to go away and he goes away. So go away command is nice. And that is taught with, um, I do a lot of it with spatial pressure, go away and I push towards them and they'll do it. Um, and also work on heels. So depending on what tools you're using with your puppy, Melissa, prong collars can make it a lot easier for you. Harness, your dog might pull you over. He's sitting looking at his treat and train. <clears throat> There, he looks at me, he gets it. Your psychiatrist will give you the letter. Thank you, Michelle, for the ESA. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we have, um, you know, we, we do offer, we have people come out who, who have an ESA. They don't want it to be a service dog. They just want the dog to listen, and I think that's fantastic. Um, but, like I so said, I also get a lot of people who even – Normal phone calls for service dogs, not for ESAs. Uh, I want them registered and certified as a service dog. Well, there is no nationally regist recognized registration and certification for service dogs. Oh, well, what about the ones online? The ones online are all scams. Oh, so what do you do? We help you train them every step along the way. We work on the basic advanced off-leash, the public access, service dog skills, the service dog tasks. We help you organize everything. We help you document everything to make sure that if there's ever a problem that you're done. We do the CGCs for you. We do it with you. We do the public access test. We help you record your tasks whenever they're, they're good and solid. We're there for you as a support system every step of the way. Well, but you don't give a certification. There is no certification to give you. I mean, there's the public access test, and that's the closest thing to a certification that I can think of. Um, oh, huh. okay. And I don't hear from them again. And part of it's because I know the people who about wanting to have a service dog to help them with that disability. And I also know the people who want to claim their dog's a service dog and not have the training behind it. So I do let them know that if 
You misrepresent your dog as being a service dog when he is not. There is a penalty for that if you're caught in the state of Florida. It's a misdemeanor. So you don't want to do that um, at all. So um, so you've, you've got to watch it and you've got to watch, you know, especially I field phone calls and emails and messages and everything else daily from people. Um, you know, there's some like, I know what they're going to want before they even ask me for it just because I've had this question multiple times before. Uh, okay. Melissa, Melissa said about her dog, no harness right now. He's just on a flat buckle. He's got really good respect for leash pressure. Thank goodness. Not anti-prong though. If I do need it, I've got one. Perfect. Uh, Melissa, if you do need one, make sure that you get the Herm Springer prongs. Um, preferably one that has that secondary chain loop. Um, don't get one because they have some that look like normal collars, but they don't have a good release on them. Um, but make sure you get a Herm Springer prong um, if you do get a prong collar because they're the best. Seriously, the best. Okay. What else? You guys have any questions for me tonight? Uh, we have a full house. It's summer, though, so most of them are just boarding dogs. Uh, so we have four new boot camp in. Um, one of them is a service dog in training. Uh, so, you know, we're excited. He came to us all the way from Nebraska. Uh, cause I tell you, we get dogs from all over the country. Uh, so that's super duper awesome. Uh, Cara says, I think pandemonium is just about ready for her last CGC. Good test. Yep. Good. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, we do have group class is Sunday this weekend at 10 o'clock. Um, Saturday is the event in uh, Wildwood. So I'm hoping it doesn't get rained out um, and that it's super fun. I don't know which one I'm going to be bringing. Uh, probably not Django. Maybe Candy. We'll see what happens closer to it. Um, Gypsy, after doing Universal for like three hours on Sunday, she was so tired all day Sunday. And even Monday morning, uh, Karen was there and patting her and she was leaning up against Karen and her eyes were closed and she was like half asleep, but she was getting pets. So she wanted to stay you know, awake and leaning to get her pets. So I'm like, that's, that's gypsy. Uh, you know, why am I not surprised that, that it's anything for a pet? Good boy. So right now all I'm working on is not to sit down and stand. Uh, where is group this weekend? It's at our house here at the ranch. Um, on Sunday at 10 o'clock. Um, and then next weekend is Saturday. And then afterwards, we're going to Ocala Comic-Con, I think. I just found that there's um, Karen's going, and there's a VIP, so I have to ask Rich and Luke if they want the, to go the VIP tickets. And it's um, like a VIP experience, so they can go both days then. So what I'm working on with Django right now is just eye contact. If I look at him and he's looking at me, I click and I treat him, and then he looks back at me. So the nice thing is if he's staring at me, and I give him a treat and he's staring at me some more. It doesn't help. But this way he he's between me and the treat and train. So he looks at me. I click it. He eats the treat and he looks back at me. So it works out really good. And he seems to be getting along a little better with Rue, which is nice because Rue is very dog selective and he doesn't like most of them. They're mostly annoying to Rue. So, uh, so hopefully they'll become best buddies. Uh, fingers crossed anyway. Excuse me, I can't beep that out. <laughs> Just a yarn. Like I said, it's been a very busy day. 
Uh, and then the rains. Uh, it's supposed to be raining like all week, which we need it really bad. But still, you know, whenever it's raining, there's only so much we can get done, uh, you know, depending on where we're at and what's going on. But it's summer, so yay for rain. Okay, if you guys don't have any other questions, I'm going to sign off um, because because we're working and it's fun. But we have to go do the dogs and feed up everybody and um, and do their final session of the night for their dinners. So uh, I will be back next week, next Tuesday night at 5.30. Let me know what questions you guys have. Like I said, we're going to be doing videos. So if you have any questions on that and you want answers to make sure that I answer them, just shoot me a PM, private message. Um, through Dream Dogs is fine. And we will do that. Oh, I think I had one more question. I think I screenshotted it. So let me see. Um, nope, I don't see it. So. So, yep, yeah, just about Hope Service Dog um, being all legit now. So, uh, thanks. Good info as always. Thank you, Mary. See you Sunday. Sounds good, Panda. And I will see you guys either over the weekend, sometime this week or next week. See how easy that is? Okay. So I will talk to you later. Have a fantastic week.